Welcome to the Casual Investor Podcast. Here is your host, Stephen Mayer. Hey, everybody! Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Casual Investor Podcast. On today's episode. Let's take a look at where real estate markets are heading and whether it makes sense to purchase a home or investment property in 2019. Now, to study where markets are currently, let's first look at where they've come from. In 2007 and 2008, the real estate market collapsed under the weight of massive fraud, greed, and ignorance, and nearly took down the entire world financial system with it. Recovery to the economy and the housing market coming out of the recession was slow and painful, taking about four to five full years before really gaining steam. Since about 2012, the housing market has really taken off, with home values growing at an average five to eight percent across the nation. This figure is much higher in some of the hotter markets of the country, like Austin, Denver, and San Francisco. As we approach the middle of 2019, the housing market has reached a sort of plateau. Home prices are still increasing, but the average increase in price is slowing down. The National Association of Realtors, which is a trade association consisting of over 1.3 million members, is a trusted source of real estate data. They recently published its April existing home sales report, which found that existing home sales had decreased by 4.4 percent. From April of 2018, this is actually the 14th straight month in which real estate sales in a month had decreased from the previous year. While it appears that the market may be on the verge of a pullback, there's actually much data out there that suggests housing is still very strong. The home values continue to increase, and inventory of unsold homes remains low. What do we make of the seemingly contradictory reports out there? Let's take a look at where the real estate markets currently stand, and does it make sense to purchase a home or investment property in 2019? We'll also discuss what's in store with housing for the next few years. So, where does housing stand right now? Housing is still very strong in the lower to medium price markets across the country. Home values continue to increase at a decent rate, and in some markets, they're rising by more than 10%. As with the case every year in every type of economy, some regions are growing a lot faster than the others. Some regions may even have decreasing home values. Regions where housing values are growing at a higher rate than the national average include Las Vegas, San Francisco, and Atlanta. A major component of the real estate market is interest rates. Now, lower interest rates lead to higher demand for real estate. This is obvious. Lower interest rates means a mortgage becomes cheaper. If mortgages are cheaper to obtain, then more potential home buyers will pull the trigger on a purchase. As interest rates rise, the demand for mortgages falls. So when you hear in the news that the Fed or the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, while the rates that they are raising are not specific mortgage rates, the effect is the same: a new mortgage is going to become more expensive. In 2017 and 18, interest rates rose, and they rose quite significantly. The general consensus around Wall Street and in investing circles was that the Fed was far too aggressive with their rate hikes. The economy suffered in late 2018 as a partial result of the hikes, 
with the stock market dropping by over 20% and home sales dropping by around 7% from the previous year. The Fed even seemed to acknowledge their mistake and in late 2018 signaled that they'd be halting the rate increases. The result for homebuyers? Mortgage rates once again below 4%. This has continued into 2019 where rates continue to remain very favorable. Home values remain high due to a limited supply of available homes and an overall strong economy. The construction of newer homes coming out of the previous recession hasn't kept up with the demand for new homes. And the strong economy has multiple reasons for keeping home values high. First, low unemployment means less houses on the market as many homes become available as people lose their jobs. Low unemployment also increases the number of potential home buyers. More people with jobs equals more potential home buyers. And a stronger economy typically allows for a greater influx of credit available in the economy, meaning banks are willing to offer mortgages to more consumers. The luxury housing sector seems to have fallen off and has begun, begun to recede from its peak. The reason is the same as it always is. Middle class wage growth can't keep up with home prices. Luxury housing tends to be more volatile than lower or middle level housing. This is uh, Economics 101. Luxury housing is a luxury good whereas low or medium priced housing is more of a necessary good. Luxury goods are significantly hampered during economic downturns, but they do tend to grow at a higher rate during economic expansions. So what's the investment plan of action? If you're looking at buying a house to live in or an investment property, buying in 2019 still makes a lot of sense in most regions. Housing prices are still growing. The economy is still strong with unemployment at historically low levels, and rents continue to rise. These factors lead to favorable investment conditions. Also, interest rates are expected to remain low for the next year or so, so the cost of your mortgage shouldn't be too high. Now, while the trade war with China has thrown markets into relative turmoil, the economy is still very strong. Like housing prices, the economy may not be expanding at the same rate as in prior years, but it's still expanding. And most indicators suggest that we are at least a couple of years away from a recession. So there's still time to buy a property and experience some appreciation before a downturn hits. It's not exactly cheap out there, and the number of available homes is way down. So don't expect to have a ton of negotiating power, and don't expect that your lowball offer will be taken seriously. Not the, it's not the ideal market to buy a new home. That would have been six years ago but it's still somewhat favorable as long as your intentions are to hold the, hold the home longer than, say, five years. And the longer you wait, the less favorable the conditions will likely get. This market is definitely a seller's market. For those on the sell side, now is a good time to look at potential offers out there. Since demand outweighs supply, you may be in a position where you receive multiple offers and can then decide on the best one. The lack of supply gives you a very strong position in negoci negotiations and you don't even have to sell your home if the offers aren't to your liking. If you don't like the offers, pull it off the market and wait six months or a year. Your home value should likely rise a little bit, and maybe buyers are more desperate the next time you put it on the market. Selling in 2019 allows you flexibility and gives you options. If you're considering, considering selling your home sometime in the near future, I don't think there's a huge rush at this time, but it's something that you may want to consider as the market reaches the peak. We'll discuss what the next five years have in store for housing in a minute, but I think putting your property on the market at some point in 2019 would be a good bet.
inventory is down, interest rates are pretty low, and the economy is still strong. The combined effect equals a great time to sell your property. So let's take a look at the next few years for home buying. So buying a home in 2019 will be expensive, but it's not necessarily a bad idea if you plan on holding the property long term. And selling your home in 2019 should be very favorable. What should we expect in the few years beyond 2019? Now home values should hit their peaks roughly three or so years from now and then begin to fall. Lawrence Yoon, chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, expects, expects about 2-3% to price appreciation for the foreseeable future. This represents a slowdown from the 5-8% to growth that the country experienced since 2012. This growth is mostly centralized in the entry level and moderate housing sector as the extremely strong jobs market is consistently churning out new homeowners. The slowdown in the expansion of the real estate markets should be expected to continue over the next few years. One of the major reasons for the slowdown is that the market can only grow at such a high rate for so long. The growth we've seen over the past six years is unsustainable over the long term, particularly since wage growth is increasing at a much slower rate. The slowdown in the market expansion is reasonable for any strong economy and is more in line with historical norms. We also need to look at the overall economy when studying the future of the housing market. Many analysts believe that a recession is approaching in the not-too-distant future. A recession would generally have a huge impact on the housing market. Demand would fall as unemployment rises, and there will be less credit available in the tighter economy. Many people hear that word, recession, and cringe. Memories of 20, 2007 and 2008 are fresh in many people's minds, and for good reason. The good news is that no one is really expecting a similar crash this time around. A combination of tighter banking regulations and more disciplined lending has prevented many of the issues from the last decade from forming, so as we face an upcoming pullback of the markets, it is not expected to be in the same realm as the previous crash. A recession is something that needs to be factored in, into any analysis, though. Obviously, some markets are far more heavily impacted during a recession and pullback than others. Las Vegas was perhaps the most affected by the previous housing crash, and the data suggests that the upcoming recession will impact the city's housing more so than most other regions again. Housing prices there have increased by a whopping 18% in the past year. This kind of growth props up housing prices way too high, and for a city that relies mostly on tourism, which suffers disproportionately during a recession, an economic downturn could be very painful for the city. When analyzing the impact that a recession will have on regional real estate markets, we need to look at jobs, more specifically, where jobs in each region are concentrated. Cities that have a disproportionate number of jobs in a single sector are more vulnerable to recession if that line of work is hit hard. We already mentioned Las Vegas as one example, but another would be Seattle. The housing market there has exploded this decade due to a large number of tech companies operating there, the most notable being Amazon. Tech is an industry that will be hit hard during the recession, as there are several companies that are likely overvalued and overextended at this point. As the slowdown occurs, Seattle is expected to experience a greater than national average drop in home values. Cities with a very diverse employment mix, such as Los Angeles, Austin, and Atlanta, expect to fare better during economic downturns. Another factor to consider in predicting the future of the housing market is the effect of interest rates. Much of the younger generation, including myself, weren't old enough to be homebuyers in the 1980s and 1990s, 
when a typical mortgage interest rate was over 10%. The days of double-digit interest rates appear to be long gone as interest rates bottomed out at around 3% in 2012. As the economy has continued to improve, the latest stock market hiccups notwithstanding, interest rates crept up to close to 5% in 2018. They since fallen to the low fours in 2019 and should remain around there for the rest of the year. While these rates are low compared to historical averages, they still represent a consistent gradual increase from previous years. When rates begin to rise again, presumably in 2020, they will have a moderately negative impact on the housing market, but I wouldn't declare it a huge cause for concern. Housing should continue to be strong for the next few years, but I expect it to hit the tipping point in the early part of the next decade. Housing inventory, a main driver of current home values, has been rising since mid to late 2018. Combine this with already inflated home prices, average wages that are not keeping up, and a slowing economy, and what we're left with is more available homes and fewer consumers. The combined effect will curb demand and naturally bring home values down. Alright, we'll end up with a quick summary of what we'll discuss. So the housing market is currently still very strong and should continue to be strong throughout 2019. However, the data shows the growth that we've experienced since 2012 is slowing and may peak in a few years. Home values are expected to continue rising at a low rate for the next few years. It's a seller's market right now, primarily due to high home values and a lack of housing inventory for sale. The seller's market may turn into a buyer's market in three to five years as the supply of houses available grows, interest rates rise, and the general economy enters a downturn. Real estate markets are very regionally segmented. Some regions are still growing at a high rate, while other regions have already peaked. And there are still buying opportunities in 2019, though we urge investors to be more cautious than usual. That's about all the time we have for today's episode. I'd like to thank everyone for joining me on this episode of the Casual Investor Podcast. Head over to www.thecasualinvestorblog.com for more information on investing in real estate and a ton of other investing topics. Also, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you may be listening. I am grateful for any support, and we'll see you next time.